You are listening to Defunct Games Presents Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. Hello and welcome. My name is Cyril Lachelle, and this is Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. We're back for another exciting season full of bad literature and cheesy dialogue. This time, we'll be reading through Metal Gear by Alexander Frost. For the next 13 weeks, we'll be reading a couple of chapters out of this 22-year-old Worlds of Power novel and episode. We'll use authentic music and sound effects from the MSX game, not to mention a few added touches just for style. Before we begin, I want to mention that I did not write this book. I am simply reading it word for word for your enjoyment. If our Ninja Gaiden and Bionic Commando read-throughs are any indication, then you're in for a real treat. Who is Solid Snake? Where is Outer Heaven? And why is our hero Senate all by himself? Most of these questions will be answered when you listen to the premiere of Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. And make sure and stick around for our random thoughts at the end of this episode. But for now, it's time for you to sit back and get prepared for an adventure of a lifetime. I think it's time to crack open this book and experience Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. The Final Countdown The detonator timer ticked the seconds away. Fifteen. Fourteen. Thirteen. Marine Captain Haley summoned every ounce of strength he had left in his body. Without thought of his own safety, he hurled himself towards Metal Gear. His right hand reached for the white button that would disarm the weapon. But his hand never made it. As Haley leapt through the air, with only seconds to spare before detonation, the dictator, Katafi, raised his pistol and fired. (laughs) Worlds of Power presents Metal Gear, a novel based on the best-selling game by Ultra Games, book created by FX9, written by Alexander Frost, read by Cyril Lachelle, a Seth Godin production. Chapter 1. The Mission. Justin Haley strode purposefully through the underground hallway of Foxhound Command. At age 20, he was the youngest captain ever to serve in the U.S. Marine Special Forces, anti-terrorism squad known as the Snake Men. His codename, Solid Snake. Haley had a lot on his mind. Three weeks earlier, 15 Snake Men, half the squadron, had been dispatched from their underground training base on the top-secret mission. So far, not a single one of them had returned. Were they dead? Captured? Nobody knew. And none of the remaining snake men dared to speak out loud. They could only wait and wonder. Now, of the fifteen snake men left, only Justin Haley had been sent for. The order had come directly from Commander South, head officer of the Foxhound Command the military unit controlling the Snake Men. As Haley entered the command center, he saw the vast room was empty except for three people. Himself, Foxhound Commander South, and South's brand new second-in-command, Lieutenant General West. As usual, Commander South was in combat fatigues. 
General stars on his shoulders, colorful campaign ribbons and medals pinned to his chest, his camouflage pants tucked into his high-laced boots. A battered old beret with an insignia of the Snake Men was pulled down at an angle on his head. The beret had been with Commander South all the way through his many paratroop missions in Vietnam, and he'd sooner part with his right hand than with this ancient piece of clothing. Lieutenant General West was wearing his dress blue uniform, freshly cleaned and pressed, and so stiff that it could stand at attention all by itself. The spit polish on his black shoes gleamed. West was a by-the-books kind of officer, but he'd improve in time. The Snake Men squad would see to that. Solid Snake, we have a special mission for you, South told Haley who stood straight and tall before him at attention. But it's voluntary. Captain Haley, you don't have to go. It may very well cost you your life. In fact, the chances are 10,000 to 1 against you. Sir, Justin called out snappily, his gaze never wavering. Have you ever heard of Dr. Ivan Petrovich? Dr. Petrovich? The astrophysicist and nuclear scientist who defected to our side from the Soviet Union six years ago? Yes, sir. That's the man! Eight months ago, he was kidnapped, and he seemed to have disappeared off the face of the Earth. We expected to hear that one terrorist group or another was claiming credit for his capture or was holding him hostage, but no word came. We, we don't know if he's alive or dead. Now we believe that he is in fact alive but is a prisoner. For, for some months now, our intelligent forces have been picking up random clues. We thought at first those clues were unconnected, but we then started to put them together over a period of time. They began to point to a strong possibility. Now we're fairly certain that Dr. Petrovich is alive and he's hidden in a secret base in Colonel Vernon Katafi's, a base called Outer Heaven. Haley's eyelids flickered, but he said nothing. No junior officer, not even one of the Snake Men, would dare to offer a comment to his commander unless he was asked to do so. But his pulse raced with excitement. Colonel Vernon Katafi, the single most feared terrorist on the planet, a psychopath bent on dominating the world. His nature so cruel as to the verge of insanity. He was a total paranoid. His deeds those of a madman. Colonel Katafi was the dictator for life of his small but incredibly wealthy and savage desert country, Noria. Katafi's sole purpose in life was to bring the democratic nations to their knees. His terrorist actions were hideous, violent, and always unexpected. Yet, they were always effective because they struck fear in the hearts of world leaders. Katafi bombed civilian aircrafts, killed innocent people, took non-combat hostages, and tortured them without mercy. A mission against Katafi? Haley felt his heart swell with eagerness. Also, here was a chance to rescue his buddies, the lost Snake Men. Commander South continued, we now believe that we've located the secret base. Satellite reconnaissance of a distant jungle has revealed an unfamiliar complex of buildings. Not, but, but they're not in Noria. They're somewhere else. I'm not authorized to share that information with you. 
It's got the highest possible security classification. I can only tell you that it's impossible to conceal a compound of this size and fortification in a desert country. So they went to the jungle instead. Computer scans of the satellite photographs show a huge base, larger than anything we've dealt with before, heavily protected and, and made up of a number of buildings. Haley, it's our belief that the compound is outer heaven and Dr. Petrovich is held prisoner somewhere in there. Two weeks ago, Dr. Petrovich's daughter, Ellen, disappeared. Witnesses tell us that she was snatched from her college campus as she was leaving her dorm. Three masked men carrying automatic weapons jumped out of a long black limo with phony license plates, forcing her inside, and they took off at 80 miles an hour. We believe now that Dr. Petrovich didn't give in under torture. Now we're afraid that top-secret nuclear information may have been taken from him because they're holding his only daughter prisoner, threatening to torture or kill her. But that's not all. There's something else, Haley. Something even more terrifying. Something that really has us worried. Our intelligence sources have hinted that there's something called Metal Gear. What Metal Gear is and when it's scheduled to be launched against us, we, well, we don't know. We don't know what it looks like, whether it's airborne or how it's armed. We presume it's controlled by some hidden supercomputer and that it carries a nuclear payload, but we can't be certain of this. Our information is too fragmented and just too obscure. All we're sure of is that Metal Gear is the most powerful and evil weapon ever devised. It could destroy our planet and every living thing on it. We've got to stop it before it's too late. Stand easy, Solid Snake. Justin Haley took a step to the side and locked his hands behind his back. All his attention was focused on Commander South's words. Three weeks ago, we parachuted half of our Snake Men squad into the jungle hoping that we could infiltrate Katafi's hidden base and rescue Dr. Petrovich, or at least bring back some useful data on Outer Heaven and this Metal Gear. Not a single one of them came back. They may be all dead. There is some chance that one or more Snake Men has been held as prisoner. Our information on this is a little sketchy. I'm sorry to say, we can only hope that at least some of our men are still alive. Haley's skin prickled in anger and revulsion at the thought of his friends, good people, perhaps dead, or even worse, alive and under torture. Yet, he said nothing. No flicker of emotion showed in his face, only the strong muscle in his jaw clenched tight. Understand me, Captain Haley, this will be your first solo mission, but there's a good chance it may be your last one. Beyond doubt, it's a suicide mission. We want you to locate Outer Heaven, then search and destroy Metal Gear. Destroy Metal Gear? A solo mission against overwhelming odds? Justin Haley's neck hairs prickled at the idea of it and the excitement made the red blood rush through his veins.
Chapter 2. Mission Accepted. We want you to go in alone, continued Commander South, armed with nothing more than a compass. If you try to break in fully armed, all you'll be is slowed down. You won't even last five minutes. We want you to be a shadow, to slip through unseen. Do you read me? Yes, sir. Every nerve of Haley's mind and body was on red alert. Whatever weapons or equipment you need, you'll have to find it on the spot or, or make do without. Speed is what's important here. This mission has to be completed within hours of your arrival in Outer Heaven. Commander South's stern face and steady gaze told Solid Snake as much as his words did that this mission was of the utmost importance. Look for a transceiver radio. When you locate it, tune in to Foxhound's command secret frequency. Then you'll be able to receive our radio transmissions. If you find any snake men alive and held as hostages, set them free. Rescue as many as you can, and we'll pick them up later. But be careful, very, very careful, Captain Haley even when dealing with snake men. Don't take anyone's word or anything at face value. Some of the snake men have broken under the torture and turned to double agents. You won't know for sure which of them you can trust. As for Ellen, Dr. Petrovich's daughter, we don't know whether she's alive or dead. If you find her alive, she may be able to help with her father. Try to rescue Dr. Petrovich too. But if you can't, then you'll have to kill him. He's more valuable to the free world dead than alive, and in the dangerous hands of Colonel Katafi. Understood? Sir, said Solid Snake. It was understood. In the game of terrorism, the stakes were high, and often fatal. The compass you'll be carrying is the latest technology. It will transmit everything you say, and it contains a homing device, will be monitoring you constantly in the command center's computer screen and target you to receive radio transmissions that will give you up-to-date information that we have. You won't be able to hear us through the compass, so you'll need to locate that transceiver as quickly as you can. As you penetrate the base, the radio broadcast will help you as much as we can. You will be contacted by our agent, codenamed Diana. On wavelength 12033, she will be your control. She may sometimes identify herself as Boss Man. We can't tell you any more than that. Once again, Captain Haley only nodded without speaking. He understood fully the need for secrecy. Once you're in outer heaven, you'll be completely on your own, continued Commander South. We can't tell you how the base is fortified or what traps Colonel Gaddafi and his forces might have set to detect your presence and kill you. You'll have to elude all of their traps, deal with their security forces, find our lost snake men, and Dr. Petrovich, locate which building houses Metal Gear, and somehow destroy that terrible weapon. It's a big job, Solid Snake. It's a very, very big job. It's the biggest mission one man has ever been sent on. Fifteen good snake men were already gone. 
and, and not a single one of them has come back. We can't afford to lose the rest of our squad. We're counting on you and, and you alone. But the decision, it has to be yours. We can't order you to go in there to face almost certain death. Will you do it? Knowing the, the one chance in a million you have of coming out alive, do you still volunteer? Sir. Yes, sir. Good. You'll leave in an hour, said Commander South, nodding. We haven't a moment to spare. But first, get rid of that uniform you're wearing. South scowled at the crisp, olive drab fatigue suit that covered Solid Snake's muscular body. We don't want you wearing or carrying anything that would link you to our unit. This mission is top secret. We're issuing you special camouflage suit. Pick it up at the Quartermaster's, put it on, and be back here at 1400 hours. No dog tags. Wear no identification of any kind. Take nothing else that might connect you with Foxhound or the Snake Men, with the exception of a compass. Is that clearly understood? Nothing? Yes, sir. Justin saluted snappily, turning on his heels, and he marched out. As the door to the command center closed behind Haley, Commander South sighed deeply and rubbed his hand over his brow. Do you think he brought it? Asked General West softly. Haley, he'll do as he's ordered. He's the best of the snake men. I hate to lose him. He's highly trained and qualified. It gulls me to have to sacrifice solid snake. But that's what it has to be if we're going to stop the madman Katafi and his new infernal deadly weapon Metal Gear. Tell me about the Snake Men. Who are they? For a fraction of a second, South hesitated. The information on the squad was highly classified, top secret. But West was a new second-in-command, and therefore entitled to be briefed. A codenamed Snake Men is a unit that doesn't officially exist. You won't find them on any roster in the Pentagon. But somewhere in Utah, in a silo deep underground... A picked elite force of 30 young Marine officers has been undergoing intensive anti-terrorism training. It's a difficult time of training from anything you've ever imagined, West. In what way? General West asked curiously. In addition to being chosen for their courage, their intelligence and loyalty, for their incredible physical stamina and coordination, the Snake Men have been taught to survive just with their bare hands. They've learned to create equipment and, and weapons out of nothing more than hostile terrain. Any kind of terrain from, from big city to the deepest of jungles to the driest deserts. At the same time, they've been getting top secret training in 21st century weapons that the world believes are still only on the drawing boards. I'm proud to say that our snake men are trained to handle virtually anything. Most important of all, this unit has been selected for their intelligence and swiftness of mind. The snake men have been trained to use their brains to outthink their opposition, to project themselves into the actual mindset of the enemy, so that they can strike first 
just like the snakes, of which they're named. Snake men use their brains before their guns in any situation, even when it threatens their own life. Yet they obey without thought or questioning the orders of a superior officer. In the world filled with warfare and terrorism, where space-age technology has made the destruction of the Earth more than possibility, the Snake Men have been chosen to be our saviors. And, uh, and Haley? As I said, Justin Haley is the best of the Snake Men. He'll be almost impossible to replace. But we have no choice. Metal Gear is the most serious threat to democracy we've ever been up against. It's a weapon of unlimited potential for destruction. The future of the free world depends on our finding it and destroying it. If you're going to use Solid Snake as a diversion device, then why did you give him the compass? Prompted West. It's a phony. It's just an ordinary government-issued compass. Nothing special about it. It's just something for Haley to hang on to. But we will definitely be tracking him. The real homing device is the microscopic electronic unit sewn into the left sleeve of his camouflage suit. That way, Jennifer can pinpoint him for the radio transmission. Jennifer? You told Haley Diana would be transmitting over the radio. Commander South chewed on his lip. Jennifer will be transmitting, but Solid Snake won't actually pick up her signals because she'll be on a different frequency. He'll get Diana instead, and she'll lead him around with false clues for as long as possible so that we can buy a little time to set up the real raid. So Haley is going to be used as nothing more than a decoy? Jennifer West looked puzzled. I'm afraid so. We're sending him in to create a diversion, a smokescreen. Then the real attack by the full forces of the Foxhound Command can take Katafi by surprise. We can catch him off guard, defeat him, disarm Metal Gear, save as many of our snake men that are still alive, and rescue Dr. Petrovich and his daughter. The commander smiled very sadly and West could see the pain in his eyes. It was obvious that Commander South hated the deception he'd been forced to practice on his Marine Captain, Justin Haley. Captain Haley, Solid Snake, is, is brave and loyal, and, and very fast on his feet. Most of all, he's logical and quick-thinking. Of all the Snake men we have left, he's gonna buy us the most amount of time. So what you're saying is that Captain Haley is expendable, asked West. Commander South sighed hopelessly. Worse than that, he's disposable. To be continued. And now, Metal Gear Substance. A look back at chapters 1 and 2. Well, there we have it. The very first episode of Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. Although Solid Snake didn't see much action this episode, he finally has a mission to gnash his teeth on. Looks like Captain Haley will be infiltrating Outer Heaven and, well, I guess goofing off. But I have a hunch that's not what's really gonna happen. 
These chapters set up the potential of Snake being in the middle of an all-out war that probably won't end well. Let's hope he keeps that compass close. Of the many questions I had while reading this episode, I'm most perplexed by the villain. Whatever happened to Big Boss? I distinctly remember there being a Big Boss. Since when has Muammar Gaddafi been the villain of Metal Gear? Speaking of Snake, could they have chosen a worse name than Justin Haley? There's nothing deadly or scary sounding about Justin Haley. What, Fairy McPeeza's pants was already taken? And for being a super intelligent soldier, why is he so willing to accept whatever his superiors tell him? That's not very smart. I get that you don't want to go in arm. I get that, I get that, but... But isn't it a red flag when your commander tells you that he doesn't even want you to take a knife for protection? Clearly they're sending this guy out to die, and he's too stupid to figure it out. And how big of a douchebag is that commander anyway? I'm sure there's a way to tell somebody that they're going to be a diversion without sending them out to die. Maybe brainstorm a plan that allows them to, to attract attention and, and then escape unscathed. If he's your best soldier, then send out somebody else. Send out that guy that, that slept with your daughter or something. Or, or maybe the guy that voted for Michelle Bachman. Seriously, send a robot or a chimp. All you really need to do is send out an explosion on one side of the base and then come in the back entrance. That's how I always stole cookies from my grandmother's house. It's simple. Next week, we'll finally be going on an adventure with Solid Snake. Or, I mean... Justin Haley. Will this be the chance for, for me to use my sound effects? Find out next Wednesday when you tune into another exciting episode of Cyril Reed's Metal Gear. <laughs>